So I wanted to give an update on one of my 19 for 2019 goals that we talked about in episode 27. I had not yet achieved it, but I had given myself an advance five stars because I was dedicated to achieving it by the end of the year. And that was to create and order a Shutterfly album with pictures of our family and friends so our kids would keep those relationships with people from afar since, you know, we live far away from a lot of our loved ones. And it was kind of gratifying putting it together because it wasn't like, oh, this only took me 10 minutes and I could have just done it months ago. (laughs) It took hours. And granted, I struggle against my perfectionist tendencies, but it was just like the bane of my existence. (laughs) I was just really happy to get it out finally. So I accomplished the goal. It was... Yes, it was right before we went out to New Year's Eve dinner, so probably like 5 p.m. Pacific. I Under submitted the, wire. the album on New Year's Eve. So Found it. I know the 11th hour got my five stars for that goal. So that is awesome. Well, yes. you deserve to celebrate. That's wonderful. Thank you. A hard won victory. Welcome to Semi Together, a podcast about having some of your life together all of the time. It's about working on where you want to get it together while giving yourself credit for where you've got it together. I'm Malia Dicker, and I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. And I'm her sister, Jillian Burgess, and I live in Barcelona, Spain. In today's episode, we're celebrating the start of the new year and talking about our 20 for 2020 goals. So for the last two years, I know it's exciting. For the last two years, we've done this alternative to setting New Year's resolutions inspired by the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. And we really like this way of focusing on a lot of different goals instead of just one. So in episode 27, we reviewed our 19 for 2019 goals. And now we're going to be talking about the New Year goals. Yes, we have been thinking about our 2020 list for the last few weeks and getting inspiration from other people's ideas. So we hope this also helps you think about what you want from the next year. You can include anything that you want on your list. It can be a mix of one-offs, big milestones, or ongoing goals, or a themed list. We've seen people coming up with 20 books they want to read, or 20 little things they want to do every day, or 20 things they want to let go of in the new year. One of our listeners, Kathleen, sent us a message after our 19 for 2019 recap saying, just saw a very interesting take on 19 for 2019, more of a look back on the highs of the year versus a to-do list. For those of us who maybe didn't hit all their goals, cough like me, could be 19 high points in the year, 19 great meals, 19 songs that meant something, 19, etc. So I love that. I thought that sort of themed list could also be fun to do at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think you could do both. I think that then it's guaranteed that you have accomplished these things. Yeah, no, I love it as a a way of looking back because there are so many things you might not have given yourself credit for doing, but I also like that theme idea to kind of shape the new year if that's something that appeals to you. Yeah, you can do a retrospective 19 ways I've made progress. (laughs) Absolutely. It's all about giving yourself credit. (laughs) Yes, count it. (laughs) Yes. Listeners Gabby and Andy sent us their 19 for 2019 lists and the progress they'd made on each item. And that made us so very happy to see them achieving goals like moving apartments, celebrating important moments with loved ones, journaling and meditating almost every day, and generating income creatively, resourcefully, passionately, and enjoyably. So Andy has been recovering from a serious injury, and it really meant a lot to us to see that 19 for 2019 had played a part in helping him heal. Yeah, that's really amazing. 
Yes, it's really exciting. So thanks to those who sent in thoughts on 19 for 2019 and to other listeners. We'd still love to hear yours and how they went for you. So you can DM us at Semi-Together on Instagram or Facebook or email us at podcast at semi-together.com. Now we are going to share our 20 for 20 lists, and we haven't shared these with each other yet, so we are really excited to hear what the other person is aspiring to this year. Yes, I'm excited to hear yours, Malia. Yeah, same. So I will go first. I have organized these a little differently than last year. I still made a theme for the year, and then I have 20 goals in nine categories and use an emoji for each one to represent mindset, money, family, body, home, career, education, beauty, and world. And these sort of naturally fell into those categories. I actually started with a lot more. I'd collected so many over time that it turned out to be 46 goals in 13 different categories. Oh <laughs> so just wow. a little much. And so I really Very challenged ambitious. myself to, to pare these down. Yes, always. So last year's theme was tighten up and lighten up. And I do feel like I made progress there. And this year's theme is clear out and tune in. And for each category, I've set an intention for why this matters to me, and then talked about a result that I'm hoping to see. So as far as the theme, clear out and tune in, the result I want to see is less mental and physical clutter, uh, so I can be present and focus on what really matters. So this means fewer distractions from making my highest contribution, and the book Essentialism talks about this doing the right thing at the right place at the right time. So we talk about context, Darren and I, a lot because I'm trying to do my creative work here at home while the kids are distracting me and wanting my attention. So instead, I'm hoping to go to the office and be able to focus fully. That's one of my goals. And then connecting with loved ones with full attention. So that context will allow me to have that connection with loved ones. So the first category is mindset. And the intention here is to train my brain toward thoughts that serve me and others. And the first goal is to write a personal mission statement. Uh, I was inspired to do this a while back. I just haven't made it happen yet. But Stephen Covey talks about it in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And then Darren just read the book Grit that I'm starting to read as well. Oh, nice. That one's on my list too. Yes, it's been on my list for a while. And Darren has mentioned some research to me that it really explains why I give up so easily on a lot of things and get frustrated and how you can really train yourself to have more grit and be more successful as a result. The result I'm hoping for with this personal mission statement is a guide for all other goals and actions. So all of these other goals, I think, will fall into the overall umbrella goal. And if they don't, then there's no purpose for them to be there. Right. That can shape your essentialism. Does it fit into the mission statement or not? Yeah, and it can help you make decisions, too. If different opportunities come up or people ask you to do things, you can check in with that personal mission statement and see, does this fit into where I want to head? And if not, you can say a polite no. Well, the second goal in mindset is learn CBT techniques. It's cognitive behavioral therapy to practice in daily life with the result of being able to redirect my thoughts and shift my mood and mindset with less stress, anxiety, and reactivity and more calm and presence. So I was talking with a friend of mine who'd done a lot of CBT, and he said at this point when things arise that stress him out, he's able to pause and then call up the technique and walk himself through the process where you look at the thoughts you're having, the feelings, and the actions that result, and then you can redirect those thoughts to something more positive and productive. That's awesome. That's something really tangible that you can follow steps when you're feeling stressed or anxious. Yeah, absolutely, that it's something you can learn and practice for sure, and you're not stuck. It's a reliable way to get unstuck research backed 
Awesome. So the next category is money and mindset and money are my two big categories to focus on this year. And the intention is to have more freedom and opportunity and less stress. So goal three is to know the status and the inflow and outflow of money at work and home at all times. And as a result, money management is more routine, matter of fact, and more joyful. So at this point, I'm just getting it to be not stressful, (laughs) like just neutral. And then hopefully I can have more joy and inspiration, especially if I think about the goals that I'm working toward, like vacations with the family. And those are motivational. And number four is do something every day toward improving financial well-being, the result being I feel less anxious and more empowered that we can provide for our family and staff. Awesome. Those are really good. I think that aiming for neutral and then building into positive makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a lot to ask yourself to go from hating money management to absolutely loving it. So just the baby steps. (laughs) Right. Like if you're a money avoider, like both of us have been in the past to go from Mm -hmm. that to being like, I am so excited to manage my money. But it it is possible to go go from being a total hater or avoider to being like, oh, this is just a thing we do in life. It's fine. Right. And money is a tool and I can just like declaw it and have some neutral feelings. Right. Good stuff. Yes. So the family bucket is intention, connect and enrich relationships with my loved ones. And number five goal, this one I really love this idea of creating a love tank marble jar for each family member, including myself, and filling each one daily. And this comes from a couple different books. One is The Five Love Languages. I think we've touched on it, but I haven't really delved into it. Mm-hmm. But they talk about how do you fill your love tank? And, you know, with us, it's words of affirmation, Darren's quality time. And then The Marble Jar is a Brene Brown story about her daughter's teacher who had a marble jar in the class. And every time they did something good for the community benefit, she added a marble to the jar. And every time someone did something like bullying or being rude, she took marbles out of the jar. I love that. And so, yeah, Brene used that analogy with her daughter, like friends who fill your marble jar mm-hmm. and thinking about what, like all the things you can do to make those emotional deposits for people. Those little things. Yeah, just the thoughtful little actions that you do for people or those moments of connection. So I want to make sure I have at least one every day with family, which can be tough when you're just running around at work and at school and then shuffling the kids to bed just to make sure I have those moments of warm connection with each family member. So I'll use, whether it's marbles or little rocks or something, I'll just put each person's name on the jar. We have little mason jars that I think I'll use. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I love that idea. It's very visual. And I'll just make it a routine every night before I go to bed to check in on the marble jars. Number six, manage the kids' screen time, sugar, sass, and structure. <laughs> All the four, four All the S's. S's. And the result, more peaceful and pleasant environment at home and in public, which opens up more opportunity for connection. So these are the things that when there's too much of them, screen time and sugar and not enough structure <laughs> leads to sass. So <laughs> a lot of the time we feel like we can't take the kids anywhere, especially Evan, who then with his behavior influences Avery. When he's in like in a new unstructured environment, it's really challenging. He kind of goes wild and flops around and runs and just disrupts the environment. Mm-hmm. So if, just centering on this challenge and figuring out ways where we can help him self-manage, self-soothe, and also cut down on the screen time and sugar. So the next category is body. And this is when I tend to neglect. I'm very much in my head a lot. And like my friend Chris says, your body is not just a car to drive your brain around town. (laughs) It's not just a tool. So the intention here is to be healthier and less stressed, less pain and more fit and joyful. 
And goal number seven is learn and practice techniques for TMJ therapy, including stress reduction. So TMJ is the temporomandibular joint, which is the one on each side of your head that connects your jaw to your skull. And those of us like myself who clench or grind teeth at night, you get jaw pain and headaches and trouble opening and closing your mouth fully because it's just so tight. And the more stressed I am, then the tighter my jaw is. And it hurts and I'm self-conscious about it. So I just want to start, I guess, by stress reduction and also just like some therapies of massage and things like that to ease those muscles. And it was interesting, Darren, we get these like these daily Ennea thoughts from the Enneagram Institute about our different types. I'm being a one on the Enneagram and Darren uh, five. And it asked today of me, a perfectionist, where in your body do you feel your repressed anger? <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. Interesting. It's like my jaw and yeah. my chest. <laughs> yeah, I get the I get a little bit of TMJ as well. Like I don't think as do as badly as you do, but yeah, like my you know jaw will snap and it's really painful. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I really like to ease that in the new year and just like Google some techniques and also just work on the stress reduction, which when I'm less stressed, I clench less at night. Mm-hmm. Even though I have a night guard, sometimes I just wear through those. <laughs> <laughs> just chew on through those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number eight, and this is in service of the less stress, dance and sing every day. Last oh, night we were having that. a dance party and it's like adds so much joy. So yeah, the result is daily exercise and music, which I really love less stress, more joy. Kids bop is something that I recently discovered. A friend who has kids mentioned it. Oh, I've heard of this. They do like kid-friendly covers of pop music. Is that right? Yes. It's amazing. And so, yeah, if you have young kids, you can listen to it. And we just say to the Amazon Echo, play kids bop. And then they have covers of Taylor Swift's Shake It Off and the Justin Timberlake song from Trolls. And it's just so much fun. And they're really good covers. The kids are super good musicians. That's awesome. Okay, so it's it's actual kids singing. I've heard of this. Yeah, they're like teenagers, I think. I don't I haven't actually seen these kids. Like they came to town, which is really cool. I wish wish I'd gone. (laughs) But yeah, Evan and I will have a dance party. Avery will join in sometimes and sometimes Darren, but it's so much fun. It's just a good family bonding experience too. Yeah, and dancing and singing just makes you happier. I know, my happy place. And I don't do it as much as I'd like. And number nine, with the body goals, learn to project my speaking and singing voice. And the result being I can express myself fully and people can hear what I have to contribute. I'm a low talker. (laughs) And I joke with Darren that when I say something funny, he'll just say it louder and get a big laugh. (laughs) Because people just don't hear what I say half the time. Right. Our husbands don't have trouble projecting. No, they do not. Yeah, it's very unjust. (laughs) And sometimes it can come across as low energy because I don't project my voice. I kind of talk inward often. And with my singing voice, too, I can carry tune well, but I could really improve my singing projection, which I'd really like to do. Awesome. I like that goal. Yeah. And it's something, again, I can look on tutorials online and just practice speaking up and out. Mm-hmm. From the diaphragm. Yes, open air. I took voice <laughs> lessons for one year, and that's what my voice teacher would say. All right, next bucket is home, and the intention is to have a more peaceful, organized, joyful home environment. And goal 10 is to clean out the garage, with the result being less clutter and more calm, and I can park my car there, which means less dirt and rain and ice on the windshield. Yeah, and less maintenance for you. Yes, Darren parks in the garage, and the other half is filled with clutter and storage and stuff. So I park in the driveway, but that's a very concrete goal that will be one of the few on here that will be complete. (laughs) It's not a habit goal. Yeah, that'll feel really good to just cross that one off as done. Yes, I'm excited. 
11, hang the pictures and wall decor. This is recycled from a previous year. We still have pictures that are not hung and they're just in boxes, taking up space and making me unhappy. So the result is turning clutter and annoyance into beauty and joy. That is good. My pictures are still sitting there as well and have not moved in two years that I've had it on my list. (laughs) Yeah. The ones that I have successfully hung up, they do bring me joy every day. So it's really not that difficult. And Darren's on board if we can just kind of carve out the headspace in time to figure out where they go and, you know, get the stud finder and all that stuff. Number 12, keep building the emergency kit. Also bring that one back from 2018, I believe. Mm And the result being peace of mind that we are prepared in case of emergency. So we have kind of some basics that we got, like water purification tablets and an emergency radio. But some of the food we rotate through, like canned soups and things like that. So I want to check out on it. And also just keep building the things that are like a little pricier and you kind of build over time. Okay, career. The intention is to move closer to my goal of being a full-time creator of personal development content, podcasts, publications, products, and programs. And in service of that, number 13 is leaving the house by 7.30 each day, the result being getting into the office to have focus time, or I can go exercise, and then before I leave the house, be more present for the family and not be trying to do my creative time when they're needing things from me. Right. Yeah. It's, I remember you saying that, that it really helps when you do get out of the house by 7.30, even though that's that's hard. It's early. Yes, it's a more valuable hour (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I'm more focused and uninterrupted and it's quiet. And then I can, again, be more available for the kids before that. And if I am productive in the morning, then at home at night, then I can be more focused for them and not trying to do some creative stuff. Number 14, launch a personal development product. The results, helping others live more fully and earning a living from work I love. Awesome. Number 15, study the craft of writing and storytelling. The result, expressing myself better, being more equipped to write the Reschool Yourself book. Grit talks about this, that people have raw talent, but with talent and effort, then you get skill, and then skill plus effort equals achievement. So you can have the talent, but with deliberate practice, that talent can become effective and productive. Right. And that's empowering to have a formula of how to proceed, you know, if you're kind of stuck and feeling like you don't know where to go with this. Yeah. And the effort, she says that effort counts double, you know, for there's the talent, but then effort factors into like on top of talent and on top of skill. So mm-hmm. the effort and the grit really matters. Okay. Next category is education. The intention is continue to learn, grow, and push outside my comfort zone with deliberate practice. Number 16 is to learn to take neater and more organized notes, which I've had in mind for many years, but have never (laughs) centered on it. And the result is feeling calm and organized instead of scattered with better follow through. This includes techniques for more organized thinking, which then leads to more organized writing. Because often I'll just write down what's said in meetings without synthesizing in the moment and writing down either action steps or extracting the meaning from it. Yeah, that is a good one. I, I often take very scrawly notes as well. And and then I think it helps the act of writing down, but I don't really know what to do with those messy notes afterward. Yeah, I've heard the phrase, I'm not writing it down to remember it later. I'm writing it down to remember it now. You're relying on yourself to absorb it in the moment and you can reference it later, but it's not to learn it later. <laughs> right. Number 17, learn to take better pictures. The result, feeling empowered with more engaging photos for our semi-together and better family photos. This is one that I've had in mind for a while too, and it's a stress point for me when I go to take photos and I feel like they're not very good. It's not that hard to learn. Of course, there's like really talented and skilled photographers. I don't need to get to that level, but just basic composition and photo editing would be really helpful. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, especially in this era of having really good cameras in your pockets, I feel like Mm -hmm. you already are taking good pictures and, you know, it's very easy to kind of skill up from that basic. Yeah. And there's a lot the camera can do that I don't know how to use or I forget that portrait mode is there, for example. Mm -hmm. So if I just Google it, I think there's some tutorials and can figure out how my iPhone actually works fully. Yeah. There's tons of great free resources. And I have a really old iPhone, so I don't even have portrait mode. So I'm a little jealous. (laughs) <laughs> portrait mode is really awesome. Okay, two more buckets. Beauty, intention, feeling more pulled together and beautiful, more secure and confident. And Hillary Rushford has informed this goal. Her overall brand is helping women feel more beautiful. And I love that frame because it doesn't dictate, like, this is what beauty is for everybody mm-hmm. or should be. You could feel beautiful walking around in, you know, sweats and tennis shoes with short hair and no makeup. Or you could be all like, made up with your hair done. It's going to change from person to person. So feeling more beautiful then leads to how you show up and more confidence. So that's something I haven't really, you know, especially after having kids, you're just trying to get through the day often. <laughs> but right. it is nice to feel pulled together and beautiful. And I Definitely. think we all deserve that. So number 18 is learn how to do my hair and makeup. And we've talked about this before, how we're not so skilled in the the lady arts. (laughs) Lady arts. I would like to be, but I've never put any time toward it either. I know. And I do appreciate on one hand that mom wasn't really concerned with that. I mean, she's naturally beautiful and her skin was allergic, so she didn't really wear makeup. And hair and makeup wasn't like a huge priority. Right. On the other side of that, I would like to know for my hair, for my skin, how do I highlight my assets? So yeah. the result would be highlighting those strong points and feeling more pulled together. Like when I have my toenails painted, I'm not looking at anyone and being like, oh, their toenails aren't painted. But for me, it's really nice to feel pulled together and like I've taken some care with myself during the spring and summer months to have those done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I really appreciate also what you're saying about not having that be an emphasis as we were growing up in our formative mm-hmm. years. But I do feel like I don't know how to do a lot of things. And I do feel better when I have a pedicure or I've figured out how to do my hair in a way. So it's nice to feel your best self. Yes, exactly. It's part of self-care. And there's so many tutorials on YouTube. And if anyone recommends anything relating to any of these goals, especially this one, please send them our way. Yes, for sure. We have some friends who are very skilled in the lady arts. So I'm going to pick your brains. Yes, they are very helpful people to have around. (laughs) Yes. Number 19, this is the easiest goal on my list, I hope, anyway. It's possible I won't find this, but I want to buy a long, straight necklace. Oh, nice. Result, feeling more pulled together and joyful about my appearance. And I think that would go well with a lot of outfits. And then it centers the eyeline when you are wearing, like, kind of a fuller dress. That kind of pulls it together. Awesome. It's very tangible. Yeah, exactly. I think I can do that one. All right, last one is zooming out to the world, being an engaged and active citizen is the intention. And goal number 20 is to stay current on what's happening in the world enough to inform conversation and action. The result being I'm a responsible citizen who can help educate other people and vote in an informed way. I do believe that to whom much is given, much is expected. And I feel a responsibility to pull my head out of the sand where it's been for the last year or so and plug in more, just the level where I can be informed enough to converse and act. I resubscribed to the skim and it's light, but it also does have hard news. It's just packaged in kind of a light, fun way. I will say I went to the New York Times site today just to scan the headlines and they were extremely depressing. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> climate change and apocalypse and all that. I was like, ooh, I was much happier when I wasn't looking at this stuff every day. I know, it's that balance. It's great to be informed, but yeah, finding the level that you can maintain without losing it. Yes, it's a balance. It's an ongoing practice. Yes. 
So those are my 20 for 20. I'm really those are excited. Great. I love it. I love all your categories. It's very intentional with the result driven stuff. So the purpose behind everything. I love it. Thank are you, you excited about all of your things? I am. Yeah. And I'm going to print them out because this is annotated. I think it's going to be longer to print out and put on my fridge. But I may have the annotated version at a drawer or something and have the sure. 20 less visible and starable every day. Awesome. Well, congrats. It's very exciting. Thank you. It feels good to have them. Of course, I have some bonus goals that I have down, but I'll just leave <laughs> Your those. Your other 46, you know, of the 46, exactly. a few more. <laughs> I'll leave those either for next year or if I am able to make progress in my 20. <laughs> yeah, you can always add some in there as bonus ones if you knock those out too. Yes, agreed. <laughs> well, what about you, Jill? I'm excited to hear your 20 for 20. Yes. So I have some categories too. I can't remember how many. One, two, three, four, five. I have six. So my first one is home. And the intention is to make future Jill and future Brian happier at home. So number one is restart and keep a budget. So we used to use you need a budget which worked really well, but then we kind of took a gap and then we tried restarting the software and it didn't do a couple of the key things. Like it's not auto-syncing with our accounts, which is Mm -hmm. kind of the most important thing for us. So we found another one I think will work, but the result is feeling more calm and in control of our money, especially as Brian is launching a business. So Mm -hmm. just having that visibility and knowing in and out, like you were saying, for your money. Yeah, and I'm so proud of you guys for even having a budget before Thank so that you. you you're practiced in it you've already started so you're just renewing it yeah getting back into the groove of it so it's less intimidating because we did it before it's really been kind of an issue of finding the right tool because mm-hmm. we also have spanish accounts so we need some manual stuff that things like mint doesn't quite work for us so we've been kind of goldilocks trying to find the right fit for the last uh, couple weeks so i think that we mm-hmm. found one that will work but now it's just kind of getting in the habit and doing it so baby steps Number two is do one decluttering project a month. So I was inspired by you guys last year, you know, really decluttering different spaces in your house and having more clear areas, having a home for everything. So that's my goal is make it easier to tidy up and have just a calmer environment mentally and physically. Yeah, it makes such a big difference. And then you also have an inventory of everything. So you're not buying things unnecessarily. We're like, oh, we already have this thing, whether it's food or other things around the house, because you know where everything is and how much of it you have. Exactly. So that's been on my list for a while. And I think it will be a little bit easier because as Brian's business starts, the distillery, there's a lot of things for the distillery that have been living in our apartment just because they haven't had a home yet. So Mm -hmm. as those things kind of start moving to that permanent space, we'll have some more room, which will be Mm -hmm. a nice fresh start. Yes, definitely. Number three is reach retirement and investing goals for the year. So the result is building security for the future. And it's part of a long process that I've been going through is just learning more about investing outside of retirement savings. So I've read a couple of books and I haven't really done anything with that knowledge until recently. So I feel like I've had a lot of anxiety and fear around money and felt intimidated by different things. But now that has helped me feel a little bit more empowered. There's a great book that I read most of and want to finish called Broke Millennial Takes on Investing. And it's basically geared toward people who are in our age demographic who might know the basics about finances and day-to-day stuff, but are interested in investments. So Mm. that's been really helpful for me to feel more empowered to do that stuff. That's cool. I'll check out that book. There's another one I've been meaning to read called I Will Teach You to Be Rich that several people have recommended. Oh, I've heard of and that I heard too. the author on an interview and really liked his approach. 
It's really about picturing the things, the luxuries that really mean something to you and spending lavishly on those, but then spending frugally on everything else. I like that. Yeah, like I love that approach. Investing in your happiness and the things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. So the second category I have is creativity and learning. I was going to call this work and play because it kind of is more work and creative work focused, but mm-hmm. it didn't sound as fun to me. So creativity <laughs> and learning, the intention is to make those things part of every day and to make the work I want to do more of as much of a priority as my current paid client work. So that's Semi Together, that's um, our other business, Tipsy Pertutti. So just kind of reshaping how I think about work and creativity, like we talked about in our episode on paid work versus real work. Mm-hmm. So number four is find a new tutor and restart weekly Spanish lessons. So this was something I had on my list last year and did not do. And I really want to advance my Spanish. So I always feel like the person I am when I speak Spanish is a watered-down version of the, <laughs> the version I am in English, which is natural. You know, you can't have the same fluidity in a language that's not your first. Yeah. Well, and you've you studied more French. Yes. But I will say I have spoken Spanish with you, and I think you are very, very good. Thank and you can you. express yourself well. Of course, it's about feeling confident and like you really are yourself and people can get to know you as the real you. Right. Which is definitely a challenge in another language. It is. It is. And just to feel like I have the words and the capacity to, to talk about complex things and to be funny or smart or the things that you want to be when you're talking to people or making new friends. <laughs> Especially as a writer, you want to be yeah. pretty precise with the language you use. And so it's hard sounding more like a child exactly. and using the basic vocabulary. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's just something I want to do, especially obviously living in Spain. It's something I just want to take more time with. Number five is take an Indian cooking class. So yeah, this is a fun one. I love Indian food and I've made a few recipes at home, like simple ones, but I'd love to learn how to make more, especially vegetarian dishes with lots of flavor. And there's a woman who offers classes in Barcelona that look really awesome and uh, a friend knows her and works with her on photo content. And Brian and I have talked about getting people together and taking a class together, which I think would be super fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I, I've looked at the calendar before. I just haven't committed to it yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can get one of those friends to hold you accountable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. If we like find a date and we, we decide on it, then I'll do it. It's just mm-hmm. been kind of one of those things we can do whenever and it never happens. Mm-hmm. Number six is plan four virtual book club meetings. So this is with you as well and a couple of friends. <laughs> so we have talked about reading different books that are in the nonfiction personal development vein and then having like a video chat to discuss the book, which I love and I'm super excited about. And I think we've all read the first book, which is Dare mm-hmm. to Lead by Brene Brown. That's a good book. Highly recommend. It's so good. And I love that idea. I used to be in book clubs when I lived in Naples a long time ago, but I haven't done that since. And I do miss that talking about ideas and books and hearing people's thoughts on that. So it would be really nice to use it as a way to stay connected with you and our friends as well. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I've never been in a book club. I went to one book club meeting in San Francisco with people I didn't know, and I really didn't like it. I guess we had a book club session with my sisters-in-law over the summer, which was really fun. But yes, this would be really great, and it helps it stick more in your mind. And it's yeah, exciting to feel like you're back in the good part of school where you discuss <laughs> ideas and you're learning and engaged. Exactly, exactly. I love that part about it. I mean, it's fun to hear other people's perspectives that are always different from your own. Mm-hmm. Number seven is launch two semi-together products. 
So Yay. yeah, that I'm excited about. And the result is just, you know, growing semi together, putting more things out into the world that will help or delight other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about figuring that out. I'm on board. Yes. Number eight is plan launch events for Corpin, which is Brian's distillery that he's building in Barcelona. The result is just helping with this next phase of the business because Brian's been doing tons of work on construction and paperwork and just very labor intensive things for a long time. And I can't really help with most of that, but the launch event stuff and the marketing and the the thinking behind that is something that I can play a role in. So I'm excited about helping with that. You're great at planning parties and memorable <laughs> events for people. Thank That'll you. Be great for you. Yeah, it'll be really fun. So it'll be nice to to get to that phase once we're ready. Number nine is launch five new Tipsy Pertuti products. So that is the side business that we have, which is cocktail themed. Right now it's pins, but we're talking about doing other products as well. Ooh, cool. Yeah, so that's fun. Last year I set the goal of doing one per month, so 12 per year, and that was a lot. We just have a lot going on, so I think five is a little more reasonable, achievable, but still enough to kind of push us. So I think that will be really fun. And it's mostly Brian's work. He does the design, all the marketing, but I like helping out with the ideas and the copy. Yeah, well, that manageable number goal will then help, then you can have the bandwidth to branch out into other products and research those. Exactly. And number 10 is make an end of year video with the One Second Every Day app. So yeah, this is a recent addition. I just decided to do this on New Year's Day. I'd heard about this, this app before, One Second Every Day. It basically pulls from your camera roll either photos or the live photo on iPhone or videos. Mm -hmm. So every single day you can either autofill from your camera roll or you can pick the ones that you want. And at the end of the year or whatever period of time you decide, it stitches it into uh, a video, which is super fun. Wow. See, like the idea is to do it at the end of every day. So you don't need to do it all at the 365 <laughs> at the end of the exactly. year, right? Exactly. So we're a few days into the new year and I haven't actually done it, but I did download the app. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Maybe I'll try that too. Yeah, it's fun because I feel like I heard about it deep into the year and it's not like you have to start on January 1st, but it is mm-hmm. kind of a concrete period yeah. of time. And then you have a complete picture of the year, which is really fun. Yeah, exactly. And if you have kids, too, it's really fun to see how they grow and change and, Mm -hmm. you know, different places you visit, things you do. So it's just kind of those little snapshots from every day. So like a live journal. I love it. Exactly. And you can add notes to it as well. Like if you want to say like, oh, this is when Avery did this or this is when we were in this place with the family. And it is kind of a nice way to remember things. Wow. And it's free. It's free. Awesome. That's what it's called, One Second Every Day? One Second Every Day. Yes, we'll definitely link to all of these things in the show notes. Great. The next category is relationships. So like you, the intention is to strengthen relationships with family and friends. And last year I had something about kind of keeping in touch with people via text or email. And I feel like I've done a fairly good job with that, just little messages. And so these are more focused on in-person time. Mm -hmm. So... Number 11 is plan six Barcelona monthly friends hangouts. So last year I aimed to do one every month, which didn't happen. First part of the year went pretty well and then lost it over the summer. So I think I want to ease up on that, have six as the goal, maybe do more, but make every other month the goal. So that was just sort of a way to see people more who live in the city. You know, we Mm -hmm. say, we're going to meet up at this restaurant or bar. If you can make it, awesome. And it was really fun to get to catch people every couple months. 
Yeah, I love that. It's really great to see people regularly and then to have kind of an open thing where people can come or not as their schedule allows. Right, right. It's very casual, so there's it's not a lot of pressure and no guilt if you can't make it. But it, it was a really nice way to see people more than we would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Number 12 is go on the eight dates from the Gottman book with Brian. Mm-hmm. So... John and Julie Gottman, we talk about the Gottman Institute a lot. They are researchers and they are a married couple who have studied relationships for 40 years. Amazing. Yeah, and they have so much interesting research. The most recent book that I've read of theirs is called Eight Dates, and it's about eight conversation-based dates on what they consider the most important topics like trust and commitment, work and money, fun and adventure. They use some examples from couples that they have interviewed and also their own experiences, but then they have sort of like a loose script or ideas of what to talk about on these different dates. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I want to adapt that for us and try to go deeper into our relationship and our connections. And I think it'd be kind of a fun way to do that. I love that. I'm going to borrow that one. I don't know if it'll become an official goal, but I will get that book. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. So Brian's on board and we'll kick that off at some point. Number 13 is plan trips to see our families. So Mm -hmm. this is super important. Uh, We don't get to spend enough time with our fams who live Mm -hmm. far away. So as we get into the new year, we're looking at the summer trip that we do with Brian's family and Mm -hmm. maybe Christmas with you guys and figuring out the next time we get to hang out. Yeah, it's always nice to have that because someone's like, when are you going to see Jill again? I'm like, I don't know. I know. I hope soon. (laughs) I hate not having that date on the calendar. So (laughs) yes, same. So it's really important for both of us. And, you know, we love our families. We're lucky to be close to our families. So Mm -hmm. getting those things planned out is important. Yes, close in spirit, far away in geography, but yes. trying to visit as often as possible. I know, I know. And I'm lucky that mom and dad came to visit. I saw you guys mm-hmm. in the summer, you and Darren. I saw Brian's family in the summer as well. I'm seeing mom yeah. next week, which is amazing. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, awesome. we're, we're going on a, a girl's trip to Paris together, which will so be wonderful. Yes. So my next category is health and self-care. The intention is to prioritize health and wellness and continue to have that as a part of my daily life. So number 14 is go to the gym twice a week. And that always just makes me feel better, more focused, stay active, just have a regular routine. And toward the end of the year, I think I was doing better with going to a class if I can, because I love going to a Zumba class, Mm -hmm. but then also just going and doing the machines for as little time as I have, you know, just getting there is the goal. Yeah, for me, listening to a podcast is half the fun of going to the gym, plus having yes. new children around and it's having some easy time, but then <laughs> the endorphins also, and then like the looseness of my muscles. I mean, I really just love it in general. Yes, I always do feel better when I actually do that. And it's an extra bonus if, if you're listening to a great podcast or audiobook. Mm-hmm. Number 15, so I've had this one on my list for the last, this is the third year I'm doing it, go on a hike or local adventure once a month which has been so much fun. It's been a really great joy checking out new places in the city or nearby, or just being in nature is a free or cheap way to spend a Saturday or Sunday usually. That's such a great goal, just getting out in nature to remember to do that. And then also to explore those places, especially in Barcelona, where when I lived there, I didn't do the tourist stuff until the last week or two when I left. I know there's so many places like the tourist sites that I haven't actually gone to. And so mm-hmm. you now we live very close to Hospital San Pau, which is one of the big modernist sites that I haven't toured yet. So mm-hmm. it's a good kind of motivator. 
Number 16 is get a CSA basket on a regular schedule. So that's the produce basket from a local farm nearby. And the result is just having fresh produce in the house to cook with. When we do this, it's wonderful because it's there. You have the spinach or the cabbage or the whatever already there. So you have to figure out how to use it. And for me, that works really well. Yeah, it helped us. It cooked a lot in the spring or summer of last year. It helped us expand to a lot more recipes because we're like, kohlrabi, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, Spoiler exactly. alert, we did not enjoy the kohlrabi dish, but maybe we just didn't cook it right. <laughs> <laughs> kohlrabi, I feel like we just put in soups because mm. I don't really know what to do with it either, like roast yeah. it or put it in a soup. But yeah. Right, it's a root vegetable. So many root vegetables, I know. We always have a huge thing of cabbage that I'm like, okay, I used it in a stir fry and I still have like half a head of cabbage. <laughs> Okay, so number 17 is make two appointments, one medical and one dental. So this is half carrying over from last year as well. So the result is just taking care of my health, doing the preventive care stuff I know is important and I put off forever. So <laughs> yeah, not not as fun, but it will feel really good once it's done. I know, I know. It's not something I look forward to, obviously, but it, I know it's important. And I get frustrated when loved ones don't do things that mm-hmm. are good for their health so i'm trying to practice what i preach <laughs> yes and number 18 is a simple one well supposedly simple one is buy new bras yeah not as simple as you would think <laughs> right right <laughs> this one seems like it should be an easy win but i have bras that are just awful and old and falling apart so my goal is just to get ones that i like and We've talked about it before. It's an investment if you wear something every single day oh to gosh, buy something yes. good and that you like. Darren has taught me that lesson. It is worth investing in. Yes. And do you do you all get their love over in Spain? I don't know that that works internationally. Mm. I keep meaning to look it up. Them. I suspect not, but I'm not sure. Yeah. For listeners, third love. I finally got a third love bra and love it. Yeah. I've heard great things. They always advertise in the podcast I listen to. (laughs) So I I don't know where or when I'm going to do this, but it's time. (laughs) Hopefully it will be an easy thing to check off my list. Yeah, it's very good self-care because it's something that most people will not see. But (laughs) for you, you know that the first thing you put on in the morning, you're taking care of yourself. Yes, exactly. So it is important and it is something I I, I would like to do that in the first part of the year. And my final category is giving back. So the intention is supporting people and organizations that are working to create a better world. Number 19 is support two organizations I care about. So mm-hmm. donate. And I, I try to do this throughout the year, but just being a little mm-hmm. more focused on doing it at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So the result is, we always talk about look to the helpers, the Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers quote. When things seem really dire and bad things are happening in the world, look to the people who are already doing this great work. So trying to contribute in my small way and feel a little bit less helpless when things seem hard in the world. Yeah, that's awesome to have those intentional donations. I also, when friends fundraisers come up, I like to contribute to those throughout mm-hmm. the year. But I used to contribute to some nonprofits more regularly. And we do the you know MPB Foundation, our local NPR affiliate. But yeah, we, I really want to get the kids involved in giving oh, too yeah. and have them help us pick an organization to donate to. That's awesome. That's so great to start that young. Definitely. And then my final one, my number 20, is donate to 2020 presidential and down-ballot candidates. Mm -hmm. So selfishly, the result is just dealing with my own anxiety around politics and things happening and then also helping candidates I want to win. So channeling the general anxiety about an election year into something I feel like I can contribute to. Yeah, you're doing your part and voting with your dollars. Exactly. So that is my list. Love it. That's a very diverse list. 
Yeah, thanks. I think this structure helped having the intention and making it purpose driven and having the different categories. So I'm sure I'll want to swap some things around or adjust as we go. But that's quite all right. Yeah. And we've talked about finding your why behind your goals and how that can help them stick in your mind and also motivate and inspire you to achieve them. Yeah, focusing on the why for me really helps. It helped me cross out some of the things that I had on my list because I couldn't find a really good why. So I do do recommend that. Yes, definitely. It makes it feel less like an obligation and more like something you're choosing to do because you have a reason to. Yes, absolutely. Well, for this episode, Steal This Tip, we have pulled together a roundup of five tips to help you stay on track with your goals. Some we shared in episode seven, Tighten Up and Lighten Up, which we will link to in the show notes. And there are a few others here as well. So tip number one is make your goals achievable. And I have a tendency to add a lot of stretch and aspirational goals, Mm -hmm. which I like, but to a point, because it can be a little bit discouraging and make you tempted to quit if you make your goals too out of reach. So try to set the bar where you can actually reach it and you'll feel good about the progress you've made and motivated to keep going. Yeah, I have to check myself too, as I spoke about earlier, and most of my goals are habit goals. I was going to put some easy ones on, like learn the lyrics to the theme song for Nell and the Princess Night, which is one of Avery's <laughs> favorite shows, but that was so easy. I just immediately Googled it and learned it, so I <laughs> didn't put that on the list after all, but I did stick to 20. I'm proud of myself for doing that. Good job. Yes. It's hard. I, I had a few that were like that too, where I'm like, well, I'm kind of already doing that or that's an easy one. So right. I'll opt out. So I, I don't have as many simple ones as I say I will do, but mm. that is partially that we just kind of like that. Yeah. But, you know, put it at a level that you feel good about that pushes you enough that you like it. Yes. And for the record, all of our goals will be different. So especially if you don't have the bandwidth to have the loftier or habit-based goals and your list is either shorter or a smaller scope, that is perfectly fine. Yes. This is the first year in a while I think I've had more learning goals because I feel like my bandwidth is finally starting to open up as the kids are getting older and we have less clutter around the house to deal with. Like I finally am like, oh, I could actually look at some online tutorials and take a look at this problem that's been stressing me out for the last few years. So just as your bandwidth opens up I mean that could be a goal is to help open up bandwidth by like decluttering and then you can start advancing your goals if that's something you want to do absolutely well tip number two is change your goals if you want to so these are not set in stone you can tweak them swap them for something else abandon them if they're not serving you your priorities will shift circumstances will change and that's totally okay It is so liberating to remember that you are the boss of your own list and it is just there to serve you. Yes, absolutely. I think it's very empowering to decide that like, oh, actually this thing I put on this list, it's not really what I want or things have changed and so I'm going to scratch this out, put something else on. It's up to you. You're the boss. Yeah, and I did this with my 19 for 2019 list. I can't remember the particulars, but I know it wasn't the same at the end of the year as when I started. Yeah, I definitely tweaked some of mine, and I intentionally didn't do some things. Some I I didn't do, and I wanted to, but some I was like, ah, this is not maybe my top priority anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or something else comes up, you're like, ooh, I'm going to replace this other one. Yeah, I think I'd like to do that more, you know, like with the ones that I haven't touched in a full year, being like, yeah, but I've also done this other thing. So kind of penciling that in, I think that would be nice. Yeah. You don't want to grit through it. You want it to be a joyful experience. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. There's got to be a a purpose behind it. Yeah. So tip number three is aim to get 10 done in the first half of the year. So this I've learned from experience because I procrastinated 
until the end of the year on a bunch of goals. Yeah. You know, like December 31st trying to get... Right. Get this Shutterfly album right before the deadline. It doesn't really spark joy trying to rush. Like it's a term paper you're trying to finish before the deadline. Like cramming. So, yeah, exactly. So what I'm going to try to do is divide the list in half. And maybe there are some that are ongoing ones. But if I can try to focus on just 10 for the first half of the year so I'm not scrambling in December... Yeah, I love this idea. I'll have to see how it maps to my goals, which, you know, are mostly ongoing habit goals. Mm -hmm. But it's possible that I could just pull some from each category with habits you want to start it immediately. or like, I want to have done this yesterday. But I think it does make sense to focus more intently on half in the first year and half in the second. Right. And maybe like once you've kind of eased your way into those first 10, it's it's a a little easier to add the the next 10 in once you're kind of in the groove with the first ones. Totally. I'll give it a try. Tip number four is visible is memorable. Write down or print out your goals and put them somewhere where you'll see them every day. Mine is on the side of my fridge. Nice. Yes, my list is by my desk, so I do see it every day. And it sometimes it kind of fades into the background. I feel like I need to kind of focus mm-hmm. on it once a day just to see it. But I do like that it's there. Mm-hmm. And tip number five is track your progress. Regularly check in on your goals and draw stars or use stickers when you've made any bit of progress. And if you're not sure whether to give yourself credit, count it. It will help motivate you. So we've talked about this before. Malia, you're a big proponent of the gold star stickers. (laughs) And you got me some as well. They're awesome. (laughs) Yes, I love giving myself gold stars. So whenever I remember, I'll pull them out of the drawer and give myself a gold star for any bit of progress I've made on any of those goals. Yes. When I actually do this, it's very gratifying. So I open the document for a Semi Together episode and I give myself a gold star for pushing that goal forward or whatever it is, like a very simple, easy, achievable win. Yeah, there's a concept in psychology called approximation when you want to teach a pigeon to ride a bicycle or something. (laughs) And so any step the pigeon takes toward the bicycle, you reward the pigeon. Were we the pigeon in this scenario? (laughs) Yes, we are the pigeon. (laughs) We're no better than pigeons. (laughs) Our gold stars are the food pellets. (laughs) But I do remember approximation. So any thought, idea, progress, opening a document, that gets a gold star. (laughs) Awesome. We're going to ride that pigeon bicycle. <laughs> I would like to see the pigeon riding that bicycle. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Really? There's some on YouTube because Darren really? did not believe me that you could teach a pigeon to ride a bicycle. Well, okay, that is inspiring. look it up. We'll, we'll, we'll link to one in the show notes. If a pigeon can ride a bicycle, I can for sure do my twenty goals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good thing to remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what's on your twenty for twenty list? Share your goals and tell us which strategies have worked for you at podcast at semitogether.com or on Facebook or Instagram at semi together and please do share any tips or tutorials that you have relating to any of our 20 for 20 goals. yes we welcome all advice and recommendations <laughs> well now it's time for get it together got it together a segment where we share something that's going well for us right now and something that we'd like to work on so i will go first my get it together is not ordering replacement contact lenses until I was nearly out and traveling. Oh, and I that's do this the worst. a lot. Yes, I have disposable contact lenses. They're dailies. I do stretch them to like every other day. But I see the boxes running low in my drawer and I'm like, oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then it's down to the wire. There's something very annoying to me about having to order these. And there's even there's like a reorder option. So they do mm-hmm. make it very easy, except this time is when I needed to like upload a new prescription and contact the doctor to get my prescription to me and this whole thing. 
So I was in California doing this the morning before leaving to see some friends and I was berating myself for not doing it when I had more bandwidth in time. Granted, December was insane and I had zero bandwidth. So I will be a little kind to myself there. But I'm like, okay, next time I'm going to put it on my calendar to order these things before or put a little post-it note to myself in the middle of the box, the last box, like reorder. Yes, I'm notorious for doing this for all things that need to be reordered. I will just put it off and put it off until it is now an emergency. I know. Why? Why? Yeah, it's then so you pay like rush shipping fees or you just get it later than you need it and it's just very silly. I know. I did this if it makes you feel any better with some skincare products like moisturizer and stuff that I use that I order online and I was trying to get it before this Lisbon trip and it did arrive, but the shipping company that they use in Spain is so terrible. I didn't actually get it before we left. So oh, no. had I ordered it the week before when I knew I needed it, it oh, would have been fine. But Oh my gosh. Well, and my punishment for not getting my contacts in time is having to wear my glasses to work and they make me sleepy because they're a sleep cue. I put them on oh. right before bed. And so I always feel kind of hazy and foggy when I wear my glasses during the day. <laughs> they're like, why is Malia napping on her desk? I know. Next time I'll get it together. Yes. Well, my got it together is pretty successfully mapping out a schedule for our California visit. We've talked a little bit before about how when we go back to the Bay Area, we want to see everyone and do everything. And Mm -hmm. it's just not possible, especially when maintaining a calm, enjoyable visit. So this time I did start a lot earlier and let some of the people that I hadn't seen in a long time know that I was coming and then made a Google Doc earlier and was able to not drive all around the Bay Area because my friends are distributed in Mm -hmm. a two-hour radius. And so we did make one two-hour drive, but then we're able to combine a couple of visits, you know, lunch with one friend and dinner with another. But the rest of the time, we pretty much stuck close to Sonoma. And it was a really, really good visit. I think it was a good balance of seeing people and spending time with the family and being at home and out. We had a really good time. And Darren and I got some date time, too, which is really great wine tasting and going out to eat, which is one of the best things about Sonoma. Yes. Oh, that's really great. That's hard to do, especially because, yeah, your people are pretty far flung. So Mm -hmm. doing that, getting to see as many people as you can without it feeling just like you're running around the whole time. Yeah. Well, what about you, Jill? What is your get it together and got it together? My get it together is I lost my Kindle on the flight over to Lisbon. Oh, no. Yes. Sorry. Oh, and then, I mean, that's bad. But then I just lost my mind over it. Yeah, Um, I would, too. Because, yeah, I'm... Usually, because, you know, we both, Brian and I have lost things on flights, I'm usually very careful about not putting things that are important in the seat pocket in front of me or like, you know, double checking, looking back on the seat, looking under the seat. And I'm not even sure where I left it because I was reading it on the airplane. We were both pretty tired. We hadn't slept much the night before and we're just a little bit frazzled. And it was New Year's Eve. We were just getting settled into the place we're staying, and I was looking for my Kindle, and I realized it was missing, and I just it's like lost the worst it. feeling. Oh. oh, it's terrible. I'm looking through every bag, and I'm like, oh, because then it's not just. I mean, of course, replacing something that you know, spending money on something that I lost in a careless way always really hurts. But then also like, I hate not having something to read and it just spiraled. And I knew I was doing it. Like I was doing all this negative self-talk that I've been trying to work on, but you know, Mm -hmm. oh, you're so careless. That's so stupid. Just lost it. It was bad. I was able to kind of recover after 15 minutes of freaking out. (laughs) This is also New Year's Eve. So we're like taking a chill night in, but it's not the way I want to welcome the new year. So I was able to like, bring it back around by the time the ball dropped and <laughs> but it was yeah it was not a great moment 
So. Oh, well, give yourself credit for having a healthier way of coping because you did get it out and you validated that it was hard and then you were able to shorten the duration and maybe <laughs> yes. intensity of the freak out. Yes. It's a natural yes. thing to be upset when that happens. And I'm glad you were aware of the negative self-talk and how that's right. not helpful. That second arrow in the Buddhist parable, like the first arrow <laughs> hurts you and then the second one is the one you inflict on yourself for <laughs> being so exactly. careless as to get shot the first time. <laughs> Yeah, we've all done it. <laughs> and you know that seat pockets, they're a bad design. There were mesh no. seat pockets on the American flight I took, and I was like, this is brilliant. Then people can see what's here. I know. It kills me. So, yes, it, it's annoying, but it's fine. And I remember that I did download the Kindle app on my phone mm-hmm. when I had forgotten my Kindle somewhere on some trip. So I've been able to read on my phone, which is not my ideal, but I have something to read, which I, I get a little panicky when I don't. So. Yeah. It's fine. I, I emailed the airline to see if I got turned into lost and found. And mm-hmm. if not, I'll just, I'll count it as a life lesson and I'll buy another one. <laughs> yeah, well, and they're all in the it. clouds. You have those books, you know, yes. to get on your next Kindle or using your phone. So it's yes. like those are all lost. But yes, I, I know. acknowledge and validate that that's upsetting and hard. Yes. So I'm moving on and I, I didn't ruin our entire night, only like a 20 minute period of our night. <laughs> <laughs> that is a victory. <laughs> I feel like so. Yes. <laughs> We all need to um, melt down sometimes. (laughs) I know. It wasn't just about the Kindle. I was tired and stressed. I had some other emotions that I hadn't really given myself time to to process because we'd had visitors the week before and we'd been Mm -hmm. really busy. And so I feel like it was the Kindle, but it was also not. So it was just kind of my freak out about a lot of things. So it was a self-aware freak out. So (laughs) gold star for that. Yes. So my got it together on the other side of that coin was Mm -hmm. running into a travel annoyance and then changing the plan to make it not annoying mm-hmm. so brian and i were we're in lisbon we were going to take a day trip yesterday and we got to the train station like a little later than we maybe intended but we were fine and then we get there and there's a huge line for everywhere to buy tickets oh. and for no reason so we're just waiting waiting the machines are broken we, we miss like two of the trains that we were going to take they come mm-hmm. every 20 minutes mm-hmm. and so then we go downstairs to get a coffee and then the line for that takes forever and then we miss another train and we're like oh my god this is insane <laughs> <laughs> so we're both of us are really cranky and we're like we're gonna get there so late and so midway through we're like the ticket that we bought we're pretty sure we can use it tomorrow we'll check on that let's look up exactly what we want to do tomorrow get out of the house earlier do all the things that we that didn't happen today and do something else today. So we That's did that. Lovely. That's so smart. Zooming out instead of like digging in and being like, oh, I'm going to yes. do this and accomplish this just as I envisioned. Like, okay, let's take a step right. back. What is important here? That we enjoy our trip. Right. Exactly. Like no one's making us do it right now. It just happened to be the day we said we were going to do it. So we're like, nope. We're going to have our coffee. We're going to find a place for lunch, wander around. It ends up being an awesome afternoon. We went to a big food market here and we had great food and wine. We just like took it super easy, wandered around all the afternoon and came home for dinner. And then this morning we got up and out early, did the day trip. It was fantastic. And I was like, this is what happens when you like pause and yeah, change right. the plan. <laughs> this is so yes, possible. Pause, breathe, change the plan and snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I was very proud that in that moment, both of us were like, I could feel us getting really cranky and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, the next train doesn't come for another hour now because mm-hmm. the afternoon has a different schedule. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's just, let's not do this. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let's take a break here. So, well, and what I was thinking that it wasn't like a flight where you miss it and then yes. you either have to get to the next one or you lose the money. You exactly. know, if you can even get on the next one, it's just more flexible. 
Right. This we lost zero money. It was totally fine. It was a win-win. So awesome. <sighs> Thank you. Well, that is it for Semi Together. You can find show notes at semitogether.com with a recap of this episode and links to the resources we mentioned. As always, send us feedback. Let us know what your 20 for 2020 goals are and strategies that are helping you stay on track. Email us at podcast at semitogether.com or send us a voice memo. You can also leave a comment on our Instagram or Facebook page at semitogether. And you can support the podcast by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash semitogether and getting all kinds of fun extras. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening to Semi Together. And take it from us, you have it more together than you think you do. And I'm her sister, Bar- <laughs> I'm her sister Barcelona. <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracted because we're in Lisbon right now, not in Barcelona. And there's a lot of street noise. I keep hearing people screaming. So I'm really hoping it doesn't come up on the recording. <laughs> like, Jill, what's wrong? Why are you screaming? <laughs> it's 6.30 p.m. I feel like it's a little bit early for that. Let's calm down. All right, let me try that again. <laughs>